What's up, everybody? Just want to tell you how you can come support the show. Go over to rockfin, rockfin.com forward slash truezilla. We got all kinds of crazy, awesome premium content over there. Uh, if you get a membership on Rockfin, you get uh, access to all the premium content on the whole site, all the Sam Tripolis and Charlie Robinsons who are dropping awesome stuff too. Ricky Barandis, you know, uh, rockfin.com. Jamie Deluxe. Jamie Deluxe. I was just about to say him. Yeah, yeah, Great yeah, yeah. minds. Okay. Yeah, Sam Tripoli. You know, so head over to Rockfin, you guys. If you're not on the Rockfin train, like, I don't know what you're doing, man. Um, another great way is on Patreon. We're just trying to build up our Patreon membership right Thanks, now. Please. Um, we got premium content going on over there. And of course, please go get yourself a Truezilla t-shirt, truezilla.org forward slash shirts. We got some new designs up there. If you haven't seen them yet, or it's been a while since you've been on the shop, go check them out because uh, they probably won't be there long. Once Teespring finds out, they're going to freak out and they're going to delete our shit. So go get one now. Also, I just I keep meaning to do this. Uh, we're on Telegram, you guys. Like, So if you follow us on like Instagram, Twitter, I, I just got a message today saying, hey, I shared I, put, I shared one of your things on our story, and it, and it immediately got shadow banned. Like, all the views dropped off. So we were getting shadow banned so hard. If you want non-curated, algorithm-free, direct downloads directly from Truezilla, we're over on uh, Telegram, and it's at TruezillaPod. So come drop in on there. So And you can join in the conversation, too. So I want to direct him to Josiah's paper. Josiah's paper yeah. is uh, the COVID-19 counter argument by Josiah Pensado. It's on our website, truezilla.org forward slash debunked. If you got a coworker, a friend, a relative, anybody who's like saying, well, the vaccine science is settled, just be like, oh yeah, check this out. Send them to truezilla.org forward slash debunked and uh, just smack them in the face with it. <laughs> so, but gently and with love. Gently and with love. All right. So anyway, you guys, uh, enjoy the show. Welcome to Truezilla. I am Megan sitting here with Scott and Ed and our good friend Tina. Ed? Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for this one. We have a very special guest, Nancy Guberti. Is it, did I pronounce it right? You did. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. First time. Wow. <laughs> Sam Tripoli would be proud here. So, um, yeah, and so you are uh, ex Goldman Sachs executive, and now you're uh, a functional health uh, practitioner. Did I say it right there? I'm sure yeah. I messed that up. So it's fine. Sure, sure. So um, yeah, I'm sure there's a whole story there, and I think that's probably a great place to start. Um, you know, uh, health has been a big part of our journey since we've kind of gotten on the truth train. We've said, you know, uh, mm-hmm. it's just just all. I mean, at first it was just vaccines. We were learning how toxic vaccines were, and then and then it's our food. You know, and it's just it really the. And now we're learning our air, our water, our, our like everything's poisoned, right? But um, but I, I'd, I'd love to hear your store story, how you how you got to to be where you are today. Okay, so I have was in brokerage for fifteen years, and I absolutely loved it because I had my dad was retired, so he watched my little boys, and I would come home to cooked meals. It was just great, and I was a vice president um, in the fixed income division. And what I did was analyze the businesses that worked with Goldman Sachs, increased revenues by offering a technological solution, because I'm really a nerd at heart. I'm a programmer in my first life. And I would travel to 150 institutional clients in the U.S., loved it. And I had two boys, you know, great husband, two kids. And my youngest son started to really deteriorate. He was nine, four at birth, you know, all natural birth. And I'm like, a year in, he's really bad. And they're like, he has a liver disorder. 
every six weeks he's expelling his bile because his liver can't handle it. He looks like a disaster. Like eczema was, it's just an easy name. Like he did not have that. I don't know what he had, but he was like when, when old timers would see little kids, they would all be like, oh, how cute. They'd see my son, they would be like, ah, and run. <laughs> like that's how bad he was. So inside and out, he was a disaster. And the doctors had no answers. So now I'm working these crazy hours and I'm like going to these specialized uh, children's hospitals. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, how did this happen? What could we do? And they're like, oh no, you know, like we don't know. And I just couldn't take that. So I went and got my master's while I was at, uh, still at work and I went for nutrition. I wanted to understand the components of what we eat, like an apple is malic acid and a banana is part of the histamine family. What does that do to the body and what does that do to the liver? So I went in there first with nutrition and then I went further into functional medicine because there's a realm there, there's an Institute of Functional Medicine and they use specialized tests. And I ran these specialized tests on him and gained insight and put me on a journey that I could not go backwards, you know? And so I left Gallman really to hope to save him. I mean, look, I was praying to God and rowing to shore. Like, I'm always like, pray to God, but you got to row your butt to shore. You can't just stay there in the drowning boat and say, oh, God's going to save me. You got to do something. And that's really what I did for so many years. And then fast forward, I would say nothing short of a miracle. He runs marathons. He just qualified for the Boston Marathon. He got scholarships to his prep school, his college. And I'm like, like, if I didn't step in and I don't take the credit, I just something was guiding me because I couldn't take this no answer from conventional medicine. And from that, I found a whole different bureaucracy. I thought brokerage had issues. Mm -hmm. I was opened up to the world of medical issues, like insane cover up. You can't run these tests in certain states. You can't find out your vitamin C level. Are you kidding me? So that brought me into like, there was no turning back. So, and that's how I'm here. That was my journey that's in incredible. the short. That's incredible. And, you know, um, one of the conversations that, that we had, we were in the Union of the Unwanted together, and we started talking uh, uh, about raising children in the world we live in, right? And that, that immediately I knew I wanted to get you on the show because, you know, I mean, we, my children have have had similar journeys really, you know, and, and that's why I brought their mother on today, uh, Tina as well. Cause I thought we could, we could kind of get into it, you know, recently, I mean, my son's been suffering from, uh, eczema, uh, you know, for quite a while. Right. But I mean, I think this started with his vaccines, you know, and this is just one of those things that happened from his vaccine. We stopped vaccinating at, uh, was it nine months? For Johnny? Yeah. Yeah. Nine months, but he's, we're still, you know, we've been on a, a, a journey to heal him ever since. Right. But, um, but you know, we, he has this bad eczema. And so I, I took him to a dermatologist, a Western medicine dermatologist, and they're, they're giving a steroid cream and I'm trying to ask, well, what's causing it? You know, what's causing this? And, and I'm getting, I'm getting nowhere there. You know, some kids just have this, this is just a thing. And to, to be fair to, to how they look at the world, that's true, right? Like that's how they see it. They see the, the kids just have these reactions to, to vaccines. They're just, just part of growing up now, like so many of these, these autoimmune diseases are just normal. 
So, um, so I didn't stand for that answer. And so we, we got a naturopath and, and we took him and we got some blood work done and he's got allergies to, uh, gluten, dairy, and garlic. Garlic was uh, garlic surprised me, right? Gluten and dairy. We kind of knew that there's, there's issues with both of those in a lot of children. Right. So, um, but so we're on a new journey and we're, you know, we're trying to do things differently there and, and improving on his health. But, you know, I mean, our journey with his health has been, I mean, it's ongoing, right? It's, it's ongoing. It's always, um, and, and it is difficult. I will say, you know, with, with, it's one thing to switch how you eat. It's, it's, it's more difficult with my kids, I find. So, um, yeah. Um, so let's unpack that a second. Sure. Yeah, let's do First, it. the whole eczema. Eczema is an autoimmune disorder, right? So eczema is dermatitis. Sure. And so I don't care if you have dermatitis, sinusitis, uveitis, doesn't matter, right? Everything ends with an itis means inflammation. It starts in the gut. So there is scientific research (laughs) that shows the gut-brain connection, right? So for anyone with eczema, you look at the gut. And specifically, this is where I love an organic acid test because it's the first morning urine test. It's non-invasive. You can get urine from anybody, okay? Even if they're not potty trained, they have those special bags you put around their private parts and then put the diaper on, you collect the urine. It's going to check if there's candida, aspergillus, which is a mold. It's going to check clostridia. Oh, no way could a kid have clostridia. Depends vaginal birth, C-section. It depends if they put something in their mouth that had something with clostridia. All of those are a big problem. And then you have to look at the beneficial bacteria, the acidophilus and the bifidus. But if you have aspergillus, you can't take acidophilus. So here you're giving a probiotic. You think you're doing the right thing. You could be feeding the problem. So that's one thing. The second thing is the immune system is located where? On the gut. The next thing with the gut is, did you know, I mean, I find this also fascinating, 95% of your serotonin is manufactured by your beneficial bacteria in your gut. So now serotonin, we know, is a neurotransmitter. We need that to reach our milestones. It's great for our adrenal system. But when we see someone with low serotonin, there's always food intolerances. So now you're like, was it the chicken or the egg? The gluten and dairy, those cause inflammation. They're really foods that are a waste to put in your mouth. Yes. I don't care for adults. I don't care if they're (laughs) organic. First of all, we're not calves. We don't, you know, have the stomach of a cow. Let them have their milk. Right. And then people will say, oh, I hear camel milk. I'm like, camel milk. I mean, that just sounds so disgusting. But I'm like, whatever. I don't judge. I'm just like, why are we going with the camel milk? So the milk is a problem because of the casein. And that's, it's a neuropeptide. Hmm. So beyond the eczema, the body's giving you a sign. I can't break this down, but if I can't break down casein and I can't break down gluten, those are neuropeptides that travel through the blood brain barrier. We see this with kids on the spectrum. We see this with dementia and Alzheimer's. So right there, if those things could cause a problem, why put them in the body, right? Eliminate them. The garlic, is interesting because it's a sulfur. So lots of kids that have eczema have a sulfation issue. 
and that's a methylization issue. And that could be because of a special gene. Irregardless, you have to work on the gut and give digestive enzymes and really like raise the alpha-gluric acid to help with the sulfur. So you could push that aside for now and just work on beneficial bacteria. Claire Labs is by far my favorite probiotic and okay. for children, for infants, for adults. There's so many different versions of that and digestive enzymes. So you want to help to break down the foods and absorb them and then boosting the immune system, vitamin C, but from tapioca. Not the regular vitamin C because it's going to be from corn. And then we talk about your food. Is it, if it's not organic, and I know it could be hard to always get organic. If it's not organic, it's going to be loaded with glyphosate. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And what's the problem with that? What does glyphosate destroy? Beneficial bacteria and serotonin. Mm. Yeah. It's terrible stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought that like, and so this is just maybe the conspiracy, conspiratorial mind, but like, to me, it just seems like if they wanted to come up with a delivery system to give us the real toxins, they'd, they'd put it in food that they market as organic. Right. I mean, that's how diabolical they are. Is that, that ever cross your mind? <laughs> I mean, they are, they, it's getting really bad when I found out that Gates is the largest yeah. owner of farmland. So my husband actually works in the meat market in mm. Hunts Point. And so all the food coming through the tri-state area and going out to restaurants and going out to supermarkets and going out anywhere, you know, across have to come in here. Mm -hmm. And there are so many trucks that come in from all over the U.S., right? So I was very perplexed about like, okay, so this man is behind the impossible meat, mm -hmm. which is pure garbage. I mean, Go for, if you're going to eat meat, go for grass-fed, grass-finished, because yeah. you're getting the best fatty acids for the brain. So I was like discussing with him and saying, why is he doing that? And he's like, I'll tell you why. If he's the impossible burger guy, yeah. he's going to take the land so you don't have anything for the cows to graze. Yeah. And now I never thought of it that way. I thought he would raise all of the non-GMO you know, the GMO foods with the glyphosate and destroy everything. But maybe he's holding it back never to farm, but to not let you have the cattle to have free enough land to graze on. Yeah, Who knows? He's evil. Yeah, I think, yeah, we're, I totally. think we're going to the Soylent Green eventually here. So it feels like, right? It's what it yeah. feels like. So, well, uh, yeah. Well, it's not good. But, you know, the propaganda... It is so bad. Like I talked about vitamin C in a YouTube video and because liposomal vitamin C, everybody talks about that. And I'm like, listen, for all the research that we've ever done on parasites and even for the last virus, you don't want that vitamin C. You want the water soluble vitamin C because that can actually feed the parasite, the lipid. Hmm. And that could actually feed and replicate the virus. So you don't want that. And that video got taken down. I was like, this wow. is crazy. Like you can't even share information. Yeah. But podcasts, you kind of like, they're not listening to podcasts. It's harder to do, yeah. I think. I think that they're just upset. Like the RSS feed, I think it's a real simple syndication is what these podcasts go out on. It's just a protocol. It's an internet protocol. They would have to find some way to 
literally like destroy a, like a, an entire internet protocol in order to censor us. You know, also, well, I mean, you know, you have like the I, iTunes, Spotify, like they as a platform can choose not to host a certain, you know, and you, but you can always go get the direct RSS feed directly. Like I can go get the Infowars RSS feed and just play it wherever I want. You know what I mean? So it's right. just like, it's, it's this last final frontier, but I'm sure they're working diligently. I mean, I've seen articles recently they where they, working on it. where they've said that like, um, you know, this is the last, uh, what is it? What is it? Just like white supremacists are just proliferating <laughs> everywhere on, on podcasts. It's just like, yeah, you know, oh you know what I mean? Like, something like that. Right? Course, I can't remember course, the, yeah. the particular article. QAnon, but, right? Yeah, QAnon oh, yeah, is all yeah, over yeah. the podcast platform. But, you know, and, 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 you know, I know that there's some innovation happening as far as that goes, like uh, podcasting 2.0, like uh, Adam Curry with the No Agenda podcast. I know they're working on different additional, even more secure kind of uh, blockchain based protocol. So hopefully, you know, we have something, you know, going forward. But yeah, man, like. So have you experienced, so it sounds like you've been targeted for destruction on uh, all the other <laughs> platforms. Um, what's, what's, what's that been like in your world? I know we, we've kind of had like our first couple strikes. We had two in one week. One of them was one of our very first episodes. They came at us and said, oh, this episode from like, you know, seven, eight months ago is no longer acceptable. And they took it down. And then we posted an episode that just deconstructed the entire COVID narrative from top to bottom, every single aspect of it. And that, that was taken down in about six hours. <laughs> so, yep. Bet. But uh, what, what type of censorship have you been experiencing this whole time? So with the YouTube, the videos, yeah. they get taken down. Certain tweets would get taken down. Facebook, I don't even bother doing that yeah. anymore. So I purchased my own server mm -hmm. and I nice. created a password protected membership site. Nice. And I do all presentations through there. Wow. So I'm like, I'll get around it. Again, that's like the technical nerdy part of me. I'm like, really? Awesome. Okay, we'll find a way. Because it's it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. You know, but oh, absolutely. You also have to, I also have to worry when people come in and ask about testing and I don't know them. So mm -hmm. I don't do any advertising, you know, so I want to know who you are. And when it sounds really there, sometimes it sounds like it's like they're trying to catch me in something like, oh, do you have a COVID solution or do you have this? Or do you? I don't even answer them. Wow. And I'm like, if you really want to know, you'll call. There's my business number. You won't just leave an email. So I'm not putting anything in writing. But this is the world, you know, this is how we have to live. It's crazy. And then if I'm, you know, even for my own clients, when, you know, I have, I've been seeing nine and 14 year olds being put on antidepressants mm -hmm. because they have gut brain issues. Okay. The pandemic put them under a lot of stress and now there's separation issues because schools were closed and schools were open. And then kids are, especially in middle school, high school, I don't know what happens to these kids, but they could, especially a lot of girls, they get really nasty. And, um, they have been put on lots of antidepressants. And luckily I had one psychiatrist who called, maybe because she was from India, so she was more open. And she's like, I really like your, your protocol and your testing. She goes, because I keep raising the dosage for these little kids and it's not working. I'm like, of course it's not working. It's that bandage. You yeah. just want to numb them. You're making them really numb. That's, it's very sad. Yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. I mean, that's just the nature of the, the Western medicine in general, right? It's just all symptom management. It's just a, a Band-Aid. And, and there's no emphasis at all on going back and solving the root of the problem, yeah. including what we're seeing with COVID, too. You know, it's literally right. just, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's pretty insane. And it's all profit-driven, obviously, right? You know? All profit-driven. Yeah. Honestly, I dealt with so many people 
and we kept them all out of the hospital. Mm. And they were varying degrees of how they got it. So I will say this, if they were overweight, mm -hmm. they were more vulnerable. Yes. If they were anemic, they were very vulnerable. If they were on blood pressure medication, they were bad. If they were vaping or smoking, those might, and it didn't matter. Like I saw them from two all the way up till 80. Didn't matter. The youngest kid I dealt with was a two-year-old. And then families would get it. And, and honestly, the anxiety of watching like the death toll and everything. I was like, turn off the TV. Cause now they're puking from anxiety and they yeah. keep calling like, am I going to die? I'm like, look, I have your test results. You're on the right stuff. Literally my husband and I were driving to everybody's house and dropping off all different homeopathic remedies, nutraceuticals, all different things. And it all worked. I can't, I can't like go out and write a blog like, hey, this all worked because totally. that's considered, I guess, therapeutic, which was awful what happened with the therapy. There were therapeutics that work. Yeah. And I basically treated this honestly like a virus and parasite yeah. because there was biofilm and I only see biofilm with a parasite. Hmm. So the biofilm goes in the blood and thickens it. And now if your red blood cells are getting sticky and thick, the oxygen can't travel. So now you have the breathing issues and you had, and that's how it was replicating and it was leaving this biofilm. So the remedies that I used were not only for viral, but it was to get rid of the biofilm. And we keep them on the protocol even for six months after. Otherwise, you see that people will get inflammatory issues hmm. afterwards. Why? So that's what we did with the people who actually had COVID. Now I have individuals who, for some reason, and again, I always say it's a non-judgment zone, they want to do the vaccine. And I say, okay, find out, is it Pfizer? Is it Moderna? before Johnson and Johnson came and I gave the whole presentation. I said, yeah. you know, it contains PEG, you know, it passes the blood brain barrier. This is going to affect you mentally as well as physically. And who did it because they were a teacher getting pressure who did it because whatever, you know, all different reasons. And we put them on a protocol pre post after the first and pre post after the second. And they fared much better than now I have, I have, I could look at the data of the individuals who didn't do that and they're getting type three hypertension now for the first time in their life. And there's no coincidences. I'm like, did huh. your food change? Did this change it? No. Hmm. And that's scary. Cause they're like, oh, what can we do? And I'm like, oh, great. I mean, you put it in your body, mm -hmm. you know, like mm -hmm. I feel so bad. Yeah. Yeah. But they've done it. And I'm like, give it, give it six months to a year. You're going to start to see people yeah. get conditions that oh, they yeah. were never going to get ever. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I mean, we talk a lot about, you know, the, we have a history of trying to make coronavirus vaccines be, before this coronavirus. mRNA specifically. Yeah. So there was 17 years where they were trying wow. to make the coronavirus vaccine the after old the first version, SARS. Right? Uh, but but th I think that they, they kind of do the same to what we found is the uh, immunity enhancement or pathogenic priming, you know. So I, I think the jury's still out on what's going to happen. You know, we don't know what happens like this. You are the subject of this test study at this point. So so we don't know if we could have, you know, mass problems from this vaccine. I mean, we right. already are seeing some problems, but. 
We are. Yeah. And they already said, Pfizer said that um, every 12 months you'll need a booster. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how about this? Go take antibodies. And if you have the antibodies, like that's what I tell when when we do do little kids and the kids. So New York and Connecticut, all these um, states are losing the religious exemption. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then it was a big push to get all of these vaccines. Thank God they aged out of some, the younger kids. But there are several of them. I said, ask your pediatrician which ones he could run titers on. Yes. I mean, yes. brilliant. Run the titer. Then you have immunity. That's all the state needs. You don't need to get the third, the fourth, the fifth, yes. right? Yes. And then how about this? Let's not let the kid have pain. Ask him for numbing cream and put it on both arms and tell him you put it here or here. Which arm are we doing? And we rotate. One time this arm, one time that arm. The numbing cream, the kids don't feel a thing. Why do they have to have pain if they must get it? Me personally, I, I you know, homeschool would be my way yeah. if yeah. my kids were young again. Because Absolutely. there should not be that you're forced. Because if you're forced and you're going to start doing these, what about, for, especially for girls, you're going to do Gardasil? Yeah. Do you know how many people I'm seeing negatively affected Meniere's disease guys and girls they're giving it to guys i mean come on you know this is so bad it's made on aspergillus and every single one that i've tested who got that shot loaded with aspergillus Hmm. well this is a good transition because um i i mean i think that this is kind of one of the main areas i kind of wanted to touch on is you know is raising kids in this world and you know and and for for us and i mean all of us sitting here really with kids you know i mean we have kids who've had reactions to vaccines right so so um and you know here in oregon i mean you know every state across the country right now every legislative season there's a new bill where they're trying to mandate vaccines for for children and this is separate from the covid vaccine right just before the covid there was this was happening and uh you know oregon's this year and i don't it sounds like it might be it might not go through just because they're working on all the COVID stuff right now. But, um, but the, the one they're trying to push through would make it mandatory. Even if you homeschooled your kids, you would have to, you yeah. would have to get vaccines. So they're, they're just pushing harder and harder to the point where we're looking at possibly moving out of the state. Um, Cause you know, this does seem to be, I, I, I would like it to not be as political as it is, but it's kind of a left, right thing, right? If you're in one of these left States, like here you are, here's what you get. Right. And so we're looking at red States you know, yeah. um, this is the beginning of our little community here. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Let me know where you're going. Absolutely. We need a backup because, you know, they already said 2025 is the next pandemic and it's going to be more deadly. So who Mars. says that? John Hopkins. Yeah. John Hopkins funded by Gates. Yeah. Now, Gates says there is going to be the next one and mm-hmm. it is going to be more deadly. Then I read that the army is already starting to. Um, experiment with the next corona vaccine for the next pandemic. I'm like, I mean, we, how do they know what's going to be in it? Because they're going to plan it again. They're yeah. going to create it in the lab. That's how they make it. You can't get this type of viral thing that also creates biofilm all by itself. You right. can't. Right. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you know. So you're looking for states. Are you looking for someplace warm? Yes. I, yes. A hundred percent. I have a. a, a a job interview in Texas. So, you know, we're looking at Texas, you know, we're we're looking at, you know, one of the things I'm running into though is, is just because these states have, uh, 
fought back against the the mask mandates and things like that. A lot of them still like the the corporations are still mandating masks. And like a big important thing to us is, you know, if we're going to go to a state and we're looking at, we're possibly looking at public school, we're still weighing out these options, you know, but these schools are still masking kids. And I, that's, that's just like a, there's no way we're doing that. We're not, we're just, we're against that. Right. Right. Like like we're trying to raise kids in a world that they're, the outside of, outside world. of the, the, the new world order yeah. world, you know, we want them to, to have normal childhoods, to, to experience life and to, to breathe the air. And, and uh, you know, um, so it's, it's, it's a tough it's a tough time to raise kids. I mean, I guess it's very tough. Yeah, yeah. It's very tough. I mean, the masks are ridiculous. Yeah. And the problem with the mask, especially God forbid the kids that are not talking yet, they have to look at a person's mouth. That's how you do speech therapy. Yes. And that's how if the kid had a praxia or you have to like show them how to move the lips, he or she. I'm like, and now they're not gonna pick up on expressions. This is awful. And you know, like in my area, I see these little kids, the parents all got vaccinated. They wore two masks for like two months and now they sometimes wear their masks, sometimes don't, but they mask all their kids because they're not vaccinated. I'm like, I mean, they're two, they're four. It's insane. And so even if you go to a red state, I think you have to check like what part of that state. So my one of my brothers lives in Arizona. So it depends on what part, you know? And then, I mean, to me, Florida is looking pretty good. I'm not into like too humidity or bugs. So, but I mean, they're all over. You got to take the good and the bad, right? And I'm just like, I'm. let's see, because who's going to win? And right now it's looking good. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I sure don't want to be in New York the next pandemic. I got like killer Como here. So mm-hmm. it's a problem. Mm-hmm. And and he already passed the bill that he could come into your house. And if he thinks you're a threat, take you out. Where's he going to put you? What's he going to do to you? You know, it's really terrifying. It's really bad. The new normal is not normal and it's not going away. So like, why isn't, why are the masks still around in the majority of the places? Mm-hmm. And they actually pitted people against each other. It reminds me of the Avengers, where the Avengers were doing good for the world. And then all of a sudden, somehow that bad guy got them to pit against each other. I keep telling my sons, because I mean, I had to go see all those yeah, movies totally. when they were younger. I'm like, this reminds me of that. What was it, Captain America or something, when they were fighting or Civil War, when they were fighting against each other? That's what they created yeah. here in the United States. And now the whole black white thing. I mean, I love you no matter what color you yes. are. Okay. Yes. Like I'm like, yes. what is this has gone wrong? Charles Barkley, I think he's the basketball player. He said it the best. He's like, yep. black and white people like each other. It's the politicians creating all this. Yeah. I was like, God True. bless him yes. to, to say that. Yep. Like no one else is saying it. Yeah. Yeah. If are. you say it, you <laughs> lose your friggin' Twitter account yeah. or whatever. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's yeah. bad. And then how do you raise kids that don't, like if you do go into the public school system, how do you raise them that they don't get brainwashed, right? So like when my kids were in school, in the elementary schools, they were not brainwashing them then. But I will say this, my oldest son is like the university, and it was a Jesuit school. He's like, that place, it goes, if, if, if I didn't start something, I would leave. You know, like I started it, it's in my nature to end it, right? To finish. Mm-hmm. These professors are horrible. Yeah. All they talk about are how bad Republicans are. And I'm like, 
it, you don't you don't even need to be a Republican mm. or a Democrat. You just want to be for the betterment of humanity. Mm. When Trump won, they dragged the flag on the floor through the cafeteria. Oh. And now my dad was in World War II. That didn't sit well with me because I was like, are you kidding? The the head guy at the school sent out an email saying we're setting up counseling booths for okay. all the students to oh, discuss yeah. their feelings. Oh, what? I- I read Gross. that article. You guys were that school. Okay, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yes, yeah. yeah. Oh my exactly. God, yeah, it was for. I mean, Fordham University did it. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. You know, so it's like you have to watch the schools. You have to watch who. Where are these professors? What's their philosophy? You know, and then so what we fuel a child's body with not only food but their thoughts. You know, like I would always say, what you listen to. What music you listen to, you know, if you're listening to and, and, you know, if you're listening to music that says like it's negative, negative about the person, negative about the world, you know, talking about killing, raping this. Oh, that's great. You're going to listen to that. What does that become? Like what games do you play? Who do you surround yourself with? We're the average of the five people we're with. You know, so like I started my kids at a young age talking like that. And, you know, what do you want to do? What passions do you have? So like when they were nine, they started blogs. So we're in New York. One kid is a Red Sox fan. So, okay, he wrote a blog to connect with other Boston people. The other one was a Met fan. I mean, it's not good to be a Met fan here because everyone, (laughs) the Yankees always win. So I'm like, okay, so that's how they started with baseball. Then they went into other things, you know, who wrote books, who took this interest. And I would be like, okay, so it's not conventional, but it's good. Like you're expressing yourself. Then they actually in high school started a nonprofit and they ran a program at Fordham University to underprivileged kids. And let me tell you something, when those kids came in, I was scared. I was like, oh my God, are we like, where did you get these kids from? They were scary. They scared me. And they would go to these areas in the Bronx and offer scholarships to this program. And they, it was a four day program that taught them how to find their passion, how to turn their passion into products, how to promote themselves and how to propel their future. And I can't tell you the toughest kids came in on the fourth day. They were hugging everybody saying like, you know, whose father was in jail, whose father was dead, you know, whose mother they was with three different people, whatever, you know, like all these different backgrounds. And here's my kids, white as white. Okay. Talking to these kids and saying, you took your time and didn't charge us anything. And you believed in us more than our family. So I was like, I don't believe all this racism stuff. Like if you get down to it, everyone just wants to be loved, That's it. you know, in a yes. nice kind way and respected. Yeah. So like that was a whole different area. Like I would never have done what they did. So for parents, I would say nurture in a loving way. What do they like? And really then get into it like, oh, if they like this, find books on it, find training programs on it and, you know, get them involved and then perhaps ask them to write about it or draw about it. How can they express themselves? Use their right side and their left side of the brain. So use the logic and the creativity and have and then see where that takes you. You know, and they could start a podcast. They mm-hmm. could start a YouTube channel. They mm-hmm. could write a book. You could do anything. 
anything. There's something called, I think it's Shapeways. And because my kids, this was part of the program. Like if someone drew a little dog or they um, created something, they could go through Shapeways and then have an end product. You know, so like mm-hmm. have your kid think of something and then see it all the way. Mm-hmm. And that's, they created something. And, and perhaps then you could even show them how to be entrepreneurial and how they could make money and give half to uh, a charity. Like I always say, raising achievers, but raising givers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. Wow. That's fantastic. Speaking of podcasters yeah. now, now your son was a podcaster, right? Yeah, he still is. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Tell us yes. about that. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a great story. Let's hear that story. So um, his podcast is called Breakthrough Success. Yeah, Breakthrough Success. And I think he has like 600 episodes. He started when he was in high school and he wanted, he was reading all these books. And one of his favorite persons was Seth Godin, who's a marketer. And he was actually in Irvington. So my son would write emails to all these people that he thought were really cool to interview. And, you know, he would say, I I think I have no idea. Maybe he was very young. (laughs) I think he was maybe 12. And he was saying, hey, I'm a 12-year-old, whatever. And I really like your book. And I read this ABC. And I did this. I'm doing this podcast. And I would love for you to share your story. And he said, mom, that was so educational, even better than school. Mm -hmm. You know, that first he was going to school for marketing. And he switched to finance because he's like, I need to learn something, you know, like marketing. They were still on billboards. So he said, you ask questions and these people will tell you how they did it. And you could get these golden nuggets from every single one. And then he just he then applied to speak on podcast movements and a few other places and then he's like mama i have to like ask my he was also on track at that time he's like i have to ask the coach because i gotta go to podcast movement i'm like where's podcast movement? he's like philly I'm like we gotta go to philly i'm like and then we have to be back for the track meet i'm like wow. okay we go he'd speak he'd go socialize i just leave him like you know you're not going to be overbearing what are those umbrella or whatever helicopter parents no you keep them in a safe place, you know, he was underage. So I stayed in the corner while he did his thing. And then when he was ready to go, like I was more of the chef, the chauffeur, but that I would never say, Oh my God, are you okay to go talk on the stage? Like never put fear. Sure. And then I, this started when they were, I was going to um, a networking event. So like, if you ever have places when things open up and if you have a place that you could go to, and you find it interesting, take your kid. Yeah. Yeah. So I was going someplace um, at times, it was at 42nd Street, the event. And what was it for? Constant Contact at the time had the best events. They had speakers and then they talked about um, marketing with email. So I told my sons, I, and in the summer, I would say, okay, from nine to 12, you have three hours of work. Here's all these books. So if they were in second grade going into third or third going into fourth or fourth into fifth, I stopped when they went to um, middle school because it was just way too library. You learn that at school. It was intense. Um, I would get these bridge books. So they would teach what you needed to retain from second grade going into third grade, third into fourth. And I would get one for science and reading comprehension and math. And then I would always ask them to write in a journal, write a story, write about your day, write about your feelings, just write. 
And I would say, okay, listen, I'm going, I have to leave the house at 6 a.m. So either you stay home, I'll leave breakfast out for you and you do your work. I'll be home by the time you're done by noon. Or you could get up with me and leave the house at 6 a.m. and drive into the city, but you have to wear business attire, your khaki and your college shirt. You have to wear something because this is an event. So I said, they're never going to take that up. They're not going to take me up. They're going to stay home. They said, we're coming. Then I'm driving in the city and I go, oh, dear God, do they have to be 18? I mean, clearly, (laughs) all you have to do is look at them and know they're not. So we went in and we were late because I, we hit so much traffic and now I hate going in places late. Right. So I'm like, I'm staying in the back. They walked right in the front. Excuse (laughs) me. Got in there. I was like, Oh my God. People had taken pictures of them. They went on stage. I was like, what? Like, let them be. I think we could put the fear into them. Don't. Always, but stand at a distance and make sure they're safe. Yes, yes, hmm. that's so fantastic, man. I, I, I want to raise my kids exactly like that, you know. And it's 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 interesting in this world now, though. It's you know, it's uh, do we get those events back, right? Like that's still that's still a question in my mind, right? We're you creating. will, yeah. and I will tell you a negative as parents. I always sat next to them because I always wanted to know who was contacting them. Yeah, certainly. And I would say just because they say they're a man or a female or they're this person doesn't mean they are. And then someone asked my son to do his whole digital marketing. This was my little guy, right? It didn't matter if it was my little guy or my big guy. You know, that's where the mama bear comes out. And he says, mom, he wants me to fly to Dallas and he's going to pay me and he's going to do all, I'm going to do all his digital marketing. And I was like, okay, let's wake up here. He's going to fly you to Dallas. You don't think there's anybody in Dallas? I'm like, so what's his name? Let's look him up. Right. So we look him up. It turns out to be a pedophile. (sighs) I was like, he just got out for raping a 12 year old. Okay. I was like, no, the guy kept calling, calling. He shows up at my Connecticut office looking for my son. Oh my God. Oh yeah. So then we got the police and detectives involved and there was the end of him. So sure. what I would say, as good as everything sounds, you st- and you let them be, you can never let them go. Yeah. Right. Especially. Right. And you teach them along the way. Like he will never forget that. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's oh. fantastic. That's I mean, it's fantastic. You caught it and, yeah. <laughs> and stopped it. But I mean, that's yeah. that should be a wake up call to all parents. I mean, that's when we, we were on union with uh, Craig Sawyer. I mean, that's the one yeah. thing he said is, you know, getting your kid's phone, right? Yeah. Like, you know, these days, your kid's phone, you have to be in there with them because, you know, you don't know who they're talking to. Don't let them work it's, for Nickelodeon. Yeah. <laughs> You're, you, you really have to, you and you have to show them. You have to show them. Like, you know, I don't care if someone's gay or whatever. I just don't want them coming after someone who doesn't want that. Right. You know, or who's, yeah, you know, like there are certain rules and things you have to follow. So I, and that's why I think that you have to also, you know, when they are able to handle it, you, you'll know, you can see from their facial expression, taking walks with your kids are so great. Like, oh, what are you thinking? What is this? What is that? Like, it's just great to be around kids, you know, and then always you have to let them go too when they're older. Right. But you'll have that foundation. Right. forever. Right. Hmm. 
It's so inspiring. Yeah. Yep. I love Beautiful. it. For Absolutely. sure. Beautiful. Um, yeah. I think that, you know, today, I, I mean, I, I kind of look at it, the, our kids is, I, I feel like we're kind of in a battle that I don't think we're going to win this war, but I think our kids are going to be fighting this for us down. So, so it's our job to, to do what we can to prepare them yeah. and to also, you know, do what we can to, to fight against it, mm-hmm. you know, to, to some extent, right. You know, like it's, I mean, I think that, you know, the, the most important thing is to take care of ourselves mm-hmm. and, and to work on, on ourselves. But, you know, our kids are the generation. I mean, that's why this thing is such a big deal to me, you know, like the masks, the, the vaccines and all this stuff, you know, the, the, the allowing the government to decide when they inject you with any substance, like why that's such a big deal. Because if we if we let that one go, you know, I mean, even if this one isn't that bad, the next mm-hmm. one could be right. Mm-hmm. Like so. Um, but I, I think, you know, we're preparing the world for our kids, you know, and it's, it's really scary. It's mm-hmm. a really scary time. Well, this yeah. war that they've rolled out, the whole COVID, you know, pandemic, you know, we can talk about it being, you know, whether or not it exists, it doesn't exist, whether or not, you know, we could have done early treatment or not early treatment. And all of these things are valid and good. But I think if we look at the core of all this, when we look at Bill Gates, when we look at, you know, the CFR and the World Health Organization, NIH, you know, you know, all of these places, this war was directed at our children. And I've said many times that I feel like societally we lost some ground when we allowed collectively for the government to tell us to mask our children and to send them to school in masks. Because, you know, speaking on depression, you know, that's one thing that hits really close to home to me. I lost my mother to suicide. I've struggled with depression. Um, and, and I know how damning those pharmaceuticals are after I lost her. I was heavily medicated for a couple of years and those antidepressants they will you know we talk i you said i think you said numb they do they take you away from yourself and it's so hard it's such a fight to get out of the fog of that once you stop taking them they hang around for months and months and months and all that time you're going you're spiraling downhill because they never actually addressed any of the real issue you know i've i you know my mother took her life in my house in the bedroom above where I was sleeping. I found her, right? So my doctor never discussed any any of that with me. None, none of my childhood, none of what was going on, none of how, how or why I was processing things the way I did. I was saying this is how I felt and he just kept drugging me and he just kept drugging me. Um, and so back to the, you know, the whole, you know, issue with the children now. That's the biggest part that we have to protect because we're all, most of us here, you know, we're basically halfway through our lives if we're looking at things fair and equally. You know, it's not us that's the target. You know, we're the arm, you know, not us sitting here, but, you know, society has been the arm used against our kids to make sure that they are. It's like we talk about, you know, you said, and I've said so many times, babies need to see facial expressions. They have to be, that's how they relate to the world around them. That's how they develop empathy. That's how they start to understand after a certain age that the world isn't only about them and they can start to, you know, relate to other people and have, all of these things are so crucial. It's damning to have their faces covered, their parents' faces covered. It's damning to have them not be able to hear each other talk and play through their masks. It's damning to have them breathing the carbon dioxide, you know, all of these things and keeping them locked away. And, you know, if, if, if I want to go even further and talk about, you know, like Bill Gates is all about population control. He's a known eugenicist. You know, well, they're not going to take people. If they can't take you out with COVID, then they're going to keep you in your house and have you be so depressed that you take your life. And if not, then, well, more money for big pharma because they can prescribe you. And this is, all of this is many fingers off of the same arm of the same
same oppressive evil force. And it's all of us sitting here now and the many like us whose voices are being squashed and whose truths are being buried, who are trying to set the stage and trying to set the tone. And, you know, and we're like pioneers because I was raised in, you know, near San Francisco, California. I know about, you know, technology and I know about, I, I can open my hood, but I can't put oil in it. Don't ask me to. I can't change my tire. But I think that it's legitimate to consider that if I want my kids to have a functional existence, I at least need to have some sort of a homestead away from a city for them to come to. I need to figure out how to grow our own food. We need to start getting into herbal tinctures and we need to start learning things that have been withheld from us because though I can start this path for them, it's them that have to take this torch and they have to run with it because otherwise they will be masked, injected, surveilled, and they will have no options. They will have no future. And the mask really is just that visual representation of, oh, the virus exists, everyone be afraid. And you know, if you go into psychology, psychology behind fear, it's so damning. And you don't even have to have physical evidence of it in order to control people. And that's a big thing that I try to sh shield my kids from yeah. when they rolled this yeah, whole thing sure. out and they shut the kids, you know, the shut the schools down for two weeks. I, I will admit for about the first maybe six, seven, maybe eight days, I was kind of like, all right, guys, we're going to put antibacterial soap on our hands before and after we go in and out of the store. Because I was, it was so bizarre. And I wasn't really all the way red pilled on what the government had done to us to that point. Like I, I knew bits and pieces. And it was really this whole debacle that has brought the matrix into, you know, full, you know, technicolor <laughs> vision for me. Um, but, you know, I think the big thing is to shield them from that fear and, you know, to find constructive way. Like, you know, my kids, we don't, gymnastics was something they enjoyed. We don't do gymnastics because they'd have to be masked and I'm not doing that to them. But there are other activities we can do. There are, you know, a lot of, you know, play, families in the community um, who have play groups for kids and people who are looking into, you know, Maybe a lot of people who are at the school where my kids went, they're starting, you know, one mom's going to take five kids this afternoon. And all these moms know each other. That per we're going to do science this day and do, you know, real things. And this person's, we're going we're gonna to go to, you know, uh, whatever, nature conservatory or whatever. We're going to write in our journals. All of these things where it's not, well, I'm not taking them gymnastics on this schedule and we're not waiting for, you know, 8 p.m. for this show to come on and we're not just going to soccer after, you know, a seven-hour day in public school. Like, that whole reality is, for, for me and my family, is over. And I'm not sorry that it's over, but also in the pioneer way, I'm like, okay, well, now I have to really be creative and draw on yes. all of these yes. things. Yes. And luckily, I feel like that we're kind of the last of, you, you know, our parents all – were the last of the the what was left of like real wholesomeness in terms of generationally They're, they weren't corrupted by digital yeah. things yet and our parents were are the last generation where that was going to happen and so we still have some of these ways within us that we can pass down to our kids and that's where the hope is going to lie keeping them safe like you say you know you love them more than anything you have to give them boundaries and you have to give them structure but you have to keep them safe from the propaganda and that is the fear and that's a huge thing that we that we strive for yeah, so yeah, yeah. 100% I mean even starting a garden with them and showing them from seed and the soil and this and that yes. and then eating it that that's great yes even doing artwork by finding leaves and you know acorns and other things from the garden and have them create something create right. a creature they have such a huge imagination when they they're do. young 
you know, I, I love it. And, yeah. and they could even write comic strips. They could do so much, you know, right. poems, whatever they want. There is no wrong. And I always say as a parent, we have to be very careful with the words we use. It has to always be empowering. I always think like a piece of wood and a nail. Once you hit that nail, if you pull the nail out, there's a hole. Oh, it's so I, that's what I think of words when we're talking to anyone, especially to kids. Right. It can't, like I heard someone say there were two boys riding in a car and they were four and three. They both had their mask on and the, one of the dads says, look at, they're going to be like trouble. Look at their eyes. They're so blue with the mask. They're going to be real trouble. And one kid says, I'm not trouble. And I was like, oh my God, like you can't manifest that on them. But I can't, like, I'm just walking by. I'm like, oh, they're so handsome, you know, but you don't want to say that, you know, even, you know, there are trying times kids could try you and everything. You just say, okay, you know, you talk with them. Like, I'm I'm not going to raise a snowflake. I'm going to have my kid know. I was from day one. My mother would always say, but does the sentence you give your kids equal what they did. And I'm like, maybe not, maybe I'm a little stricter, but you know what? So I'm strict. Yeah. And then the, I would say, why, why am I mad? Why am I mad? I'm not going to put you in a corner. Why am I mad? Why do you think I'm mad? And even for school, I would always say to them, I don't care what grade you get. As long as at the end of the day, you could look in the mirror and say, you did your best. You tried your best. Yeah. When you were in school, you were in school. When you're home, you're home. You know what I mean? Like that's just little things like that also could help. So even with this propaganda, you could, you know, say like, oh, why don't we make our bodies stronger and build yep. up our immune system? They never discussed this yeah. in COVID. Right. Yes. <laughs> How about, you know, liquor stores are essential. And, <laughs> and I was like, don't shoot the messenger here. But liquor lowers your glutathione levels. Men are lower in glutathione to begin with. This is why more boys get affected than girls, but from any vaccine, but liquor lowers your glutathione. Glutathione protects your lungs. I'm like, and they're leaving the stores open. (laughs) I'm like, it makes no sense whatsoever. There's no science behind their science. Yeah. No, because there isn't science. It's so bad. It's yeah. so bad. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Wow. So Nancy, I got a, just kind of an overall question here for you too. Just one thing, you know, we just had a guest last night and we, we went into all of the, uh, you know, all of the, the treatments that they had that they've been suppressed, the, you know, your hydroxychloroquines and your uh, ivermectins and your budesonides and, and, and whatnot. And, and I think that there's Definitely some truth there that, you know, with with these treatments, we could have saved a lot of people, um, the people that didn't die in car wrecks and uh, heart attacks and, and whatnot, you know, the, the, the maybe the real deaths. Right. Right. So um, but, you know, we've always stood up more for the natural approach. And I, I just I would much rather like uh, treat my body right and uh, and do be proactive about my health and, and to do things that aren't chemicals to 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 keep me from getting COVID or anything. Right. So, so what would you say to someone that, that's, that is scared of this virus, but like, but wants to just, you know, boost their health, their health and their immunity. So first I made sure everyone was on a quality probiotic, right? Because if they have bacteria or fungus or candida, that's a problem. Sure. So you go on that quality probiotic. And then I always recommended glutathione 
because glutathione is going to protect your lungs. If you can't get a whole, glutathione really should be in a spray because you can't absorb it through capsule or liquids. So another way is N-acetylcysteine because N-acetylcysteine plus vitamin C creates glutathione. They're both mm -hmm. precursors. I love N-acetylcysteine. You, I mean, you feel it. You feel it, you really feel um, a benefit when taking it. It's an amino acid. So you definitely want to do one of those, like a combination of the vitamin C and the N-acetylcysteine or the vitamin C and the glutathione. Another thing, if you take quercetin and bromelain, that helps with inflammation and that kind of mimics hydrochloroquine without the drug effect. Sure. Um, you know, they always say you have to be good with zinc, right? But lots of people can't handle zinc. So you want to make sure like just start with 25 milligrams always after food. Otherwise you get that nauseous feeling, um, which is horrific. And vitamin D. So many people are low in vitamin D so much. So if you do take a CBC, a complete blood count, I always ask to check vitamin D. So you can easily take extra vitamin D. So I have a lot of MS individuals who will take even more vitamin D than necessary because their body is so deficient. I wouldn't take anything less than 2000 unless you were really elevated during that time. People were taking 5,000. You never want to take too much either, um, but you definitely want to take that. And then there's great homeopathic remedies, but those would be like what people could easily get access to. And then there's something called monolaurin. And monolaurin, so if you don't have diverticulitis, you could take pellets, and that's by uh, loricidin. If you can't take these little pellets, um, you can't chew them, you just swallow them. So I have little kids, they just swallow them. They'll put them in anything, coconut yogurt, they'll just go down. Sure. Or you could get the capsule. So monolaurin is actually... Um, from lauric acid, from coconut, and it kills uh, viruses. It actually has research that shows it killed the HIV virus. Mm. That I use the loricidin pellets. So we start low, we start slow. If we are doing pellets, we start with three, we work our way up. They have a like a little blue scoop in there. Sure. And I always recommend taking it in the morning because it can give you energy. So you don't want to take it at night because sleep is very important. And people were so stressed out. And then for the stress, I love ashtanga. Um, I, you know, some serotonin would be great. You definitely want to, if you're stressed out, like look at GABA, L-theanine, things to calm the body. Because if you're stressed, it's going to affect your immune system and your sleep yeah. and your digestion. Absolutely. <laughs> vicious cycle. cycle. Yeah, yep. for sure. For sure. The whole yeah. thing. And yeah. hydration. People don't drink enough of pure water, not carbonated water. Yeah. Pure water. Yeah. Right. Certainly. Mm. Certainly. Mm. Mm. Yeah, we've yeah. heard that one before. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tim James. Yep. Yeah. And then yeah. soup. I love soup. Like if you make homemade soup and you have the broth, you know, I love making with even ground turkey, you know, putting in bay leaves. Bay leaves are very medicinal. Um, you throw in your oregano, you, you have your, you can't have garlic first, a child, then skip that one, you know, but bay leaves are also very good. The Italians used to use uh, boiled bay leaves. It's mm. very medicinal mm. as well. And then Yogi tea makes okay. throat comfort and breathe. 
And I made sure that everybody had like four boxes of each. And when they got this, I would have them drink at least three to four cups because it has herbals in it that um, protect the mucous membranes. So there are liquid herbals. Um, Muline is really good for the mucous membranes, ears, nose, throat. You could even put it in if a, a child has an ear infection. And then last but not least is nanoparticle silver. Okay. okay. Yeah. Wow. I love yeah. silver. Yeah. And silver. the one from Utah, because it's not collateral silver, it's nanoparticle. So therefore it does not accumulate in your body. Why would I recommend that? Especially during this time, it's antimicrobial, antiviral, and it keeps your blood thin. So it stops it from getting it, that biofilm. And then if you did have COVID, highly recommend a company um, that makes Enzyme Defense Pro. And that is an enzyme that eats away at the biofilm. So biofilm is created by a protein that viruses and parasites give out. And that's what then causes inflammation. That you take on an empty stomach away from food for an hour. And it so the Enzyme Defense Pro actually has something for... Um, it's taking away mucus as well as the biofilm. It really is great. So I have all my people who have had COVID on it even after they feel great. I'm like, keep taking it. Yeah, that's like otherwise there's regardless. It's a great product. Yeah. I take it every day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's certain things I take every day. I'm going for my cap of silver every day. Yeah. I don't care what's going on. <laughs> I'm taking my Enzyme Defense Pro every day because yeah. I don't want any protein building up in my blood, you yeah. know, because that's bad stuff. Totally. That's fantastic. So a combination of any of those. And sometimes, I, you know, you have to know, like you have to be so aware of how you feel that sometimes you could say, oh, you know, I need a little, I need more of that. But that takes a while to get to that point. Right, right. At the beginning, you just take it and you start to feel good. And then after a while, you, you feel this, you get to know your body. Sure, right, sure. Right. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Well, well what, what I was going to say too is just like, um, you know, this may seem like a lot of overwhelming stuff for people. Maybe people yes. haven't quite start embarked on this health journey. You know, it, it may seem like a lot of information and maybe hopefully people take the stuff that you've mentioned Small and they go steps. and they look it up for themselves, you know, and, and, but you know, for us, and, and I know it's all about just taking little incremental steps, just doing something new every day, uh, for your health. And speaking of that, one of the best ways they can do it is possibly by reading your book, because that's, that's kind of the format of it. Can you tell us maybe a little bit about your book and then maybe spend some yeah. time telling about how we can, uh, how they can come find more from you, your website and anyone, anything else you want to talk about or how they can, people can come support you. Well, thank you. And yes, it is overwhelming. So this has been a 20 plus year journey for me. That's how I could rattle off this and I've lived every step of it. And um, I speak actually four times a year. I don't know if anybody knows the Diamond Dallas guy. He was a wrestler. Um, and, you know, so now I'm talking to wrestler people, you know, so I have to like, and they usually listen to it several times, you know, but I always say, take one step. You know, it's so important for all of us to become our best health advocate. No one will do it for us. No one, no doctor, nothing. Even the information you hear here, you actually have to implement, right? So the book was, I started writing because my oldest son said to me, you know, I want to know what you know. So when I have a family and if you are not here, 
what, how am I going to ask you? So I was like, oh, wow, that's pretty heavy. So, <laughs> so that's when I like for my clients, I create a spreadsheet and I say, take this at this time, how much, take this for a second, third. So then I created their spreadsheets, one for my husband and my sons. I said, here's your spreadsheet. So God forbid I have something happened to me, you know, here's everything. So you know what you take and this is what you take. And then I started keeping, you know, like um, a word document at the time. And I was just writing everything. And I'm like, you know what? This is really interesting. Someone should know about it. And then I was like, you know, they're going to throw this book at me. If what I noticed, the people who actually took charge of their health, and I've been working with people, some people I've had the honor of working with them for almost 20 years right now, and they're still with me. Um, so I was like, you know, those people, the ones that really took it to the finish line and they're there and they're not turning back, it's because we had to reach total wellness of mind and body. So if you just say, hey, don't do this, do this. Don't, I don't want you to do that. I want to explain to you the behind the why behind but I also want you to believe in yourself because I believe that our brain is wired negatively there's yeah. research that shows this we think of so many negative thoughts I don't know why we were wired this way so we have to constantly throw that out so like even with the doctors didn't want to talk about what happened with your mom I mean too bad they didn't introduce emotional freedom technique where you replace that you go through it and then you replace it with all loving things you know so I wanted to put that in the book so one day I'll talk about health then I'll talk about like what do you say after these two words I am you know, my mom would always say, never say anything bad about yourself. Let other people do it for you. <laughs> like you don't say it. So I am strong. I am healthy. So I have all my clients do I am's after we go through all their test results. I'm like, so what do you want? What do you want? And how do you want to see yourself? Even if you don't see yourself as strong or confident or at peace, but that's what you want to attain to. So that's what the book is. It's a combination of health tidbits and then also boosting one's mental wellness because we're seeing a lot of mental health and that's affecting your physical health. So it's all about total wellness. And I have a podcast called Total Wellness Empowerment where I just talk about different things. And then I have my YouTube channel, which is also my name, Nancy Gaberti, my website, Nancy Gaberti. There's a free email series about glyphosate to yes. little videos and then it tells the foods that it's in. Um, I try to do several blogs a month, you know, so there's a lot of free resources. I mean, the whole idea, the whole idea to me, the passion is empowering someone really mm -hmm. to reach total wellness and become responsible for themselves. Yeah. That's really it. I love that That's so awesome. much. That's and another thing too, fantastic. I want to point out too, that I love about the book is that it's formatted in like a daily meditation type of thing. It's like, it's like for each day of the year, like you just go, yes. go to the day and then you just like, whatever day it is, you get the book. Okay, let's start here and then do your, your long journey. Right. You know what I mean? And it's yes. very digestible, no pun intended. Very, uh, you know, very. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's one awesome. page a day. Yeah. One page you know, a day. Yeah. You, you know how many books I have that I read halfway? Yeah. yeah no you know? Yeah. And then I'm like, Oh, but that was really good. I got to go back to it. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. There's no right or wrong. Like yeah. I always want to make, again, there's no right or wrong, non-judgmental, whatever day. And then you could do it again the following year. It may mm -hmm. take, you know, like I really like that format 
format. I used to read this book and I still have it by my bedside and I'll pick it up every, you know, whenever I want. And it was by Norman Vincent Peale. And it was positive thinking every day. And he wrote it in 1993 and he was a pastor in New York City. By the time I found out he was in New York City, he died. I was like, oh, great. So I bought his book and I just sent it to my brother. And I was like, you don't know about this book? I mean, it's, but he just, his book is this big. It's like one sentence, you know? And I really um, designed my book like his book, one page a day. That's awesome. My next book though is Raising Healthy Kids in This Toxic World. It really goes into like 12 chapters of what I've seen for kids because I think it's really important. And doing, and even offering pre and post protocols, but obviously with disclaimers, you know, because I don't know who's reading it. Right, right. Yeah. Wow. Well, we're definitely can't wait. For Looking that. forward to that. I know we're, we're salivating now. <laughs> like. be a halfway look. I can guarantee you that for yeah. sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, else? Uh, thank you so much yeah. for coming on, Nancy. This is such a great conversation. And yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's well, it's, it's a struggle to raise kids in this world, but um, you know, I think. But we're gonna do it because that's yep. what we, we yep. have to, right? Like we're parents. That's yes, what we do. This is, is what that's what that is what we've been called to do, and we will do it. And uh, the more good information we have, the better we'll do it. So um, we just really appreciate you coming and talking with us, and uh, and we'd like all our listeners please go support Nancy. Yep. Um, yes. Yeah, and get this book. I mean, I'm gonna I'm doing my daily. So there yeah. you go. I might have to well, shoot you an email or make a phone call and get a couple of those, uh, you know, some of these supplements and these different things that you mentioned. Um, I want to make sure that I'm getting, you know, a good idea on the proper companies and proper sourcing and things yeah, like that. Yeah. So maybe I could pick your brain just a wee bit because mm-hmm. I know some of the I'm certain the vitamin C I have on my counter at home is not going to live up to <laughs> <laughs> the vitamin C I should. And so, you know, I have a, like, we have, you know, vitamin D and my kids know when they get up in the morning, that's part of, but I'm sure that it's not the best way they could be taking it. So it might pick your brain a little bit more in another. Most day. definitely. And, you know, you have to watch the labels because it'll say free of corn, but it's made, it's derived from corn protein. Okay. So the labeling is extremely misleading. And I have a video on YouTube that talks about immune boosting. Um, and I think I show some video, uh, some products, but please, if you have any questions, just reach out to me. Awesome. Thank you awesome. so much. Yeah. Thank you, Nancy, for staying up late. Really appreciate you being here. Thank you. Really yeah. being here. Thank, you. Right. thank you. Have a good night. Have a good evening. Bye bye. Uh, cheers. All right. Green cheers. cheers. Green cheers. Woo, man. Hey, dude, you guys, she was amazing. I, you know, I had a feeling I will. Once in a while, I give myself credit. Well, let's just, I give myself mm-hmm. a lot of credit, but, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but I give myself credit on some of these guests. Like this one was one that I booked and I knew the conversation we had, Union the Unwanted, about her raising her kids. I'm like, this is a conversation we need to have. God, this God. is, I mean, because this is, uh, you know, in my life, I mean, this is the most important thing. Like, I mean, here we are, like my kids are September, my daughter's supposed to go to school. I'm mm-hmm. like, what am I doing, man? Mm-hmm. What? Do, and like, I have to get proactive, right? Like, it's I'm I'm done talking about it. What am I doing? And this is this is the kind of person I, I want to raise kids like she raised kids, right? Like so, and, and and aware of the world that we're in, and like you know, so um, you know what I find to be especially beneficial when parents come on, and in particular when I speak to other females mm-hmm. who are parenting kids, and um, my all the matriarchs in my family are gone. I'm the one that's left and I have a younger sister. And so, you know, I have grown kids, you know, I have it. My oldest is about to be 22. Um, But I also have, you know, minor children. You know, my youngest is nine. And though I've parented for many years and I've done foster care and all these things, I I definitely feel that I've, I don't want to say I've lost 
touches, but I think some things kind of get blanketed over over time. And it's good for me to have other empowered females who are really, really good moms to say things like, you know, well, what you need to do is have them write down. Like, I don't care what they write, but write down how they feel. But I'm thinking, man, I did that with my oldest. I remember, I just, as she says it, all of these little lights are going off. And I'm thinking, I haven't done that with my younger three ever. And, you know, my oldest of my younger three is 14. And it's not that we haven't done other things, but there's a lot of little parenting tricks and, and good advice and things to glean that I I'm often and, and very rarely exposed to. Yeah, yeah. If it's not something I remember happening or it's not, and, and typically what happens, I just fall into my routine. It's the way that I do it. It's how sure. we're going to do it. And I don't Same really here. deviate from that. When I hear another mom talking mm-hmm. about how she does it and what she's done mm-hmm. and the way that she's done it, it elevates me as a parent. It gives me hope. It gives me light. It, it it's it's so encouraging to me because it gives me something that I wouldn't get otherwise. I don't. I can't call mom, but hey, mom, this is what's going. You know what I mean? I grant my Grammy's gone. You know, I don't have older sisters. We don't. Sure. And so, and I don't think about that on the day to day until I hear another mom talking. Sometimes when we've talked, um, and and then it's just kind of like my world opens up anew. So uh, this was a really like a blessing interview. I feel like yeah. I was so touched to hear what she had to say, and and I. I'm excited to find more. So. Sounds awesome. We can start. Your kids need to start a podcast, right? I, I, I can help them. I can help them. They both yeah. talked about it last yeah. night, so yeah. you could help them. Yeah, yeah. you'd be the man to do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got to watch them, though, right? You got to watch them. We, I we, would yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, sure, really, man alive. Uh, I think there's. Yeah, it's. Aww. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm just. I feel. I will say. You know, if you do this for a while, you don't always watch your own episodes or listen to your own stuff, you know, you, uh, but that's one I will probably reference mm-hmm. from time to time for, for quite some time, just cause yeah. I feel like there's so much information. Yeah. And when she's rolling through all these different products, I'm like, I w- I'm going to go back and like, hit yeah, pause, yeah, pause, where's, pause, where's my notepad, yeah. where's my notepad, you know, but, um, because there was a lot of products that I just think, wow, we should really get on that. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. That's what I was thinking the whole time. That's why when she was saying it, she's pronouncing it, but in my mind, I'm thinking, well, how would I remember to duck.com that later? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, sure. I, I, that's what I'm thinking. Research.org. It. That's the new one. Pre- research.org. It. We're not duck.go anymore. It's research.org. Oh, well, you yeah. had a, I didn't yeah. get that memo. On, on, your, on your brave browser. That did browser. not come through in our group <laughs> chat. Okay. Anyway, yeah, well, leveling well, up here. All right, all right. Okay. Wait, so is duck.com is compromised? I mean, they don't give you cryptocurrency for searching. Oh, is that? Yeah. What? Oh, okay. Yeah. I got okay. you. And, and yes, I would say, around. you know, partially. It's not as cool as it used to be, I don't think. So. All right. Oh, oh yeah. we're trying to be it's cool? Not, it's not the devil that, that what we're doing? Chrome we're trying is, to be cool? Trying to be oh, cool. We are cool. We're the cool kids. Oh, yeah. yeah we're cool <laughs> oh. parents, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, Oh, my. Are we wrapping up? Let's do it. I think so. All right. Well, everybody, that was Nancy Guberti. Am I pronouncing that correct? Guberti. I am Megan. Let me start that shit over. Okay, okay. All right, everybody, that was Nancy Guberti. Please go and find her book. Go and follow her and get this incredible information from her. We appreciate you sitting in with us. Thank you so much for your time and support. We love all of you. And until next time, I am Megan sitting here with Scott, Ed, and Tina. And we wish all of you intellectual prosperity. Good night. Pew, 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 pew. pew. Tina, give us a pew. Pew, 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 pew. pew, pew, pew. Yeah. Ding. <laughs> <laughs>